hello good morning my golden souls how are you guys doing this very morning i hope each and every one of you are having a blessed day i pray for traveling graces over each and every one of you i pray victory in the name of jesus over each and every one of you along with your children your family your spouse your cousins your aunts uncles i pray in the name of jesus that the spirit of rebellion be broken against your household against against your um against your family and the generations to come your lineage i pray that the spirit of rebellion is broken i pray right now that the that the spirit of uh, oppression is broken the spirit of poverty in the name of jesus is broken that that god our heavenly father breaks every chain that bounds you up right now and deprives you of your joy that takes away that peace that robs you from enjoying God and who he is and 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 covers you from your true and real identity in Jesus Christ I pray right now that you command and stand firm on the word of God and that you take back your your crown. Whether you are a king or a queen, you take back your crown and what the devil stole from you. That all that was lost is restored back unto you in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. That was really in my spirit to do that right now. I I was just going to go in but the spirit hey the spirit goes and I allow the spirit to lead me. So good morning my golden souls. How how are each and every one of you doing today? I would really, really love to know if you are following me on Instagram, please let me know how your day has been, how your week has been, how your month has been, how your family is doing. Let me know on Instagram at divine.ministry. Again, that's at D-I-V-I-N-E dot ministry. I would love to hear from each and every single one of you and um, feel free to email me at divineministry66 at gmail.com. Again, that's divineministry66 at gmail.com. You know, I have uh, had a good, I've had a good morning. I woke up on the right side of the bed. Let me tell you something. There is no wrong side of the bed when when you wake up to God. When you wake up and you know that God was the keeper of your soul, there is no wrong side uh, of the bed. And so today, I just want to talk with each and every one of you. I want to just let you in on something today that muted prayers go unanswered. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Let me say that again, that muted prayers go unanswered. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what it means to be mute. We're going to talk about what it means to pray and the effectiveness of prayer, the the, the power of prayer. And um, we're going to talk about it, just being in the presence of God and not allowing the enemy to come in and steal what it is that God has already commanded on your lips to speak forth. So let's go ahead and get into that message. Let's go ahead and talk about it this very moment right now. So first and foremost, most of us, if we do not pray regularly or if we are practicing prayer and many of us are experts at praying i still want to explain to my listeners my beautiful golden souls both men and women and child what's what prayer is well let me tell you something 
Among all things, prayer is a spiritual connection and communication between you and God. It is a two-way conversation that you have with God. So the two-way conversation goes like this. It is you um, speaking to your heavenly father, making your requests known, giving your thanks to your father, God, and you also just sitting there quietly waiting on your father God to respond back to you so that is the two-way conversation that spiritual conversation between you and your father God you going into the, going into his presence being being embraced by his glory and you speaking to God your father and waiting on him to respond you just don't go into prayer and say all what it is that's on your heart and then leave right away um because as we know that's not how we talk to our natural father now is it now when we're talking to our natural father as children or as adults we tell our father what what's on our heart what's on our what's the concerns and troubles that are on our heart and we um, share that with our natural father and then what do we do we sit and we wait for our father to respond back because they have much more wisdom and guidance to give us and so we wait for that so that we know in what direction to go and so that is exactly also how we treat prayer only on a spiritual level not um in a physical sense but in a spiritual level um so yes that's that's definitely what prayer is just to break it down on a much simpler term let me tell you something else my people my golden souls prayer is the greatest benefit that we could ever have it is the greatest benefit that we could have now i wanted to say the greatest benefit that christians have or um the life of christianity however you know um i don't want to disregard people that may um take on different beliefs but yet they still do pray and so prayer prayer for each and every one of us no matter what you believe is the greatest benefit that we have talking to our father god is the greatest benefit that we have but let me tell you something else it is also the most neglected it is the most neglected because we have come to a point in this world, in this era, in this generation where we have began to dilute our prayers, where we, after we cook our meal, when we fix up our plate, we pray. That's about it. Or before when we get up, we say, good morning, Lord. And that that's literally it for the rest of the day. We don't go back to our father God to have a conversation with him. We don't go back in. And we've also made prayer formal call, uh, by calling it a benediction. We make up these grand big words and normally, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but for most people, it makes them more hesitant and reluctant to pray. And so when you come up with the, the, the let's give a benediction, okay, it, it causes someone to be um, reluctant to say, okay, well, you know what, if it sounds like this, maybe there's a certain way I must pray. Maybe there's a certain way I must stand or a certain way I must look and uh, a certain vocabulary I must have. There must be a certain type of experience um, that I have to gain in, in order to pray. No, 
it's just a conversation if i'm have if you having a conversation with your girlfriends or if you having a conversation with your boys or your mother or whatever a regular old conversation it's just like that only it's on a spiritual level and of course you don't go in um cursing for most of us if, if we have a conversation we're in in the midst of your conversation you are using profanity well you don't do that with our father god he is holy and most high king um yes we can voice our concerns we can express how angry or upset or disappointed we are however we do not want to use profanity when we are in the presence of god but we have diluted our prayers ladies and gentlemen where we only pray during meals or at bedtime it's lay me down to sleep i pray the lord my soul it's this same old tired prayer that that's a prayer you learned when you were what three four years old i learned it when i was four or five years old and so some of us are still praying that same prayer and as i said that there may i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it maybe you don't have maybe you're not connected to someone that can teach you and show you and introduce you um ways of how to pray it's just a simple conversation um i want to let each and every one of you know right now that when we go into prayer prayer is a time prayer is a place prayer is a sacred place it is when we go into the holy presence of god our father our creator the mighty one the holy one the grand father el shaddai el shaddi yes my god that is who he is and that when we are entering in into fellowship with him when we are going into commune to commune with him when we are entering into his presence and into his glory we i want each and every one of you to know that when we are praying to god prayer is where we go to receive victory prayer is where we go for our enemies to be defeated prayer is where we go for our souls to be refreshed prayer is where we go for our spirits to be revived curses to be broken over us and our family and prayer is where we go with our relationship with god to be deeper to be on a much deeper communication much deeper communication um let me um share something john 14 13 says if not if i'm sorry john 14 13 says you can ask for anything in my name i will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father oh hallelujah you can ask for anything in my name i will do it i will do it as long as as long as it aligns to the will of god he will do anything that you ask in his name that is a promise. I want each and every one of you know right now, John 4, 14, 13, that is a promise. That That's a biblical promise that he made to each and every one of us. That when we ask for something in the name of Jesus, that he's going to do it. God is a slave to his word. He's a master of his word. And so when we, when we pray our word, when we pray his word back to him through his son, Jesus, it is a reminder and it is to say, okay, I'm going to do that for you. Yes, that is a promise. And God doesn't go back on his promise, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer, prayer um, changes the conditions of our hearts. It really does. Prayer changes the conditions of our heart. It helps the way that we think. It enhances the way that we think and how we approach 
prayer and it corrects our spirit and changes our cultures when we pray when we pray that's what happens people that's what happens prayer is a time to give our dying aching hearts to a holy god in order to be revived to be healed restored delivered However, most of us, we don't know how to give our dying, aching hearts to God because we are afraid to be vulnerable. And vulnerability means that you must be open. You must be open and willing to um, be hurt. Now, I'm not saying that um, God is going to hurt you. God isn't looking to hurt any of us. But when we when we are being vulnerable, we leave ourselves open to be loved and to be hurt um that's what we do and most of us don't want to be vulnerable because we recreate we equate vulnerability to weakness but it is not vulnerability is beautiful it is a time for God to truly see to truly really see your heart where your heart is the condition of your heart to examine truly who you are where you are And for you, as I said, to be revived, healed, restored, and delivered. Well, most of us are afraid to give God truly who we are because we think God is going to punish us. We think God is here to spite us. We think God is here to judge us and say, you shall be demanded to hell for eternity. No. (laughs) No. Uh, People truly do picture God in that way. I will say this you however you imagine God however you imagine God is who he is so if you imagine him to be a small tiny God then that's who he is to you you imagine him to be this big tall skinny lanky guy that's who he is to you if you imagine him to be a God that that is only able to handle certain situations that's not too big that's who he is to you okay God, God, you allow God to do things based on your imagination of who you think God is to you. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's, let's go to the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer, um, in Matt six, nine through 13, Jesus teaches us one, how to pray two what to pray and get this he teaches us how long to pray how long to pray he teaches us how long to pray ladies and gentlemen he truly does um and most of us don't even pray that long we pray about as long as the lord's prayer is that's how long we pray um, Luke six twelve says one day soon after it, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. How long did he pray? He prayed all night. He didn't pray for two minutes. He didn't pray for 30 minutes. He didn't pray over a meal. He didn't pray when um, he was getting pulled over. He didn't pray when he was in trouble. He didn't pray when his heart was broken or when her heart was broken. He didn't pray when uh, he was about to get jumped on. No, he prayed all night. And that is the same. That is the same approach, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to take with our prayer life. I will tell you firsthand, me, 
I, Caroline Taylor, I am growing in my prayer life because initially I I could only last about five, 10 minutes in prayer. And then I became impatient. Um, I needed to do other things like this was it for me. 10, 15 minutes is all you're going to get. However, I began to grow more and more. And then I asked the Lord to give me a desire. Give me a desire to want to be in your presence more. I don't just want to tolerate you. I want to enjoy you. And most of us, when we are in prayer, we go before in prayer, we only tolerate being in the presence of God. And that is not where you want, that is not um, how you want your heart to be postured. That is not the position you want to take before God because he can see that you can't hide your motives before him. And so I only, I, when I only tolerated things, um, when I only tolerated being in God's presence, there wasn't a lot of things being done in my life. There wasn't a lot of results, ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't waiting to hear from God. I was moving impulsively when he would talk to me and and say, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Hey, come to me. Draw in my presence so I can feed on you. I would literally be like, oh, I'm, I'm cooking right now. Can we do it another time? But you know what? Today, although I'm not where I still desire to be, um, I am. I'm where at least I'm not where I used to be. Okay, Uh, so right now I can say as of right now, I pray what like an hour, two hours. Sometimes I do have to split it up. I'll pray um, about an hour in the day and then at night I can I can go a little longer. I can pray an hour and a half, two hours at nighttime and then literally just fellowship with God and be in his presence and wait on him. And him and I have a conversation going back and forth and the result the result of, of my prayer life has been just wonderful. Me actually feeding God with my presence and with my worship and with my praise and with my concerns and actually being vulnerable and open to God. He has began to feed me back with with the desires of my heart and and freeing me, freeing me of different burdens and troubles within my life so for to to most of you some of you that are tolerating God he knows don't just tolerate him enjoy him because he made you just to enjoy you he made you because who you are pleases him he already knows you he already knows you What he wants you to do is make the sound choice to say, you know what? I want a relationship with God. And and, in order to maintain that that relationship with God, this is what I am willing to do. I am willing to sacrifice TV time. I'm willing to sacrifice social media. I'm willing to sacrifice hanging out with my girlfriends till midnight. I'm willing to sacrifice putting down that joystick from playing Call of Duty or Fortnite, whatever it is. I'm going, these are the things, God, I'm willing to sacrifice for you. However, I do realize, Lord God, that because I'm sacrificing these things, I know that I'm going to be tempted in the name of Jesus by the devil. So I'm asking you, God, to wrap me in strength, clothe me, Father. God with your might and your will Lord God because I can't do it on my human strength alone you have to voice that you have to say that you have to say that okay because if you just go in thinking you could just go in this is what I'm gonna sacrifice and you think it's gonna be all easy willy-nilly wrong wrong because I've been there I've done that and a lot of you that are listening have been there and have done that <laughs> 
and you've had to go back and retract and come up with a game plan for things you're going to you're willing to sacrifice and how to maintain your relationship and how to draw near in your presence when you're when you when you are uh in the presence of God when you're in his power um one of the other things that I want to make mention of is that, you know, when it said Jesus went on the mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night, Jesus went on the mountain by himself. He didn't go with a crowd. He didn't need motivation. He didn't need people. He didn't need a song. I'm like I said, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. You know, some of us think that we need to get hyped up in order to get in the presence of God. Okay, you know what? Let me put it on my gospel song first before I get in, you know, because I ain't feeling it right now. Who is? Who is? I don't feel it half the time, but I make myself go because I know that my my relationship, my spirituality, this lifestyle I'm living is not contingent upon a feeling. It's not contingent upon a feeling. It is contingent upon a choice and a command that I must fulfill a part that I must play, a role that I have to do that I must fulfill in order for God to be fulfilled. And in, in order for the things that God want to do in my life to be manifested. All right. I hope y'all getting that. Man, like Jesus, he took prayer seriously. My golden souls, he took prayer He was passionate about prayer and being in the presence and power of God. He really was. He did not play. He did not play because in Luke 5, it says that he withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. He withdrew himself. He consecrated. He set apart. He went away from the distractions. And most of us, some of us get it wrong. I've, I've, I've tried this too. Some of us get it wrong. We try to, we, we, we keep the TV on and the husband's around, the kids are there, the phone is right next to us. We have every, every distraction possible around us and we close our eyes and think that we really fed have a encounter with God. Yo, you fed have an encounter with your husband touching on you saying, Hey, can I get some tonight? <laughs> you fed have an encounter with your kids interrupting you you about to have an encounter with that tv show constantly whispering in your ear watch me look at me that's what you about to have an encounter when you have too many distractions with you what have you toned down in order to get the attention of god because being in his presence praying prayer is not about prayer is not self-seeking Prayer is not self-centered. Prayer is not self-gratification. Prayer is about God. Prayer is about lifting up his name. Prayer is about recognizing who he is in our life. Prayer is about thanking him for all the things that he has done in our life and how far he has gotten us and pulled us away from certain things uh, that we tried to hold ourselves captive to in our life. That's what prayer is about. That's what prayer is about. So if you're trying to get anything else out of prayer other than what it is supposed to be and what God commanded it to be, then you're not going to get it. You're going to you're going to leave disappointed and you're going to be like, you know what, yo, I ain't doing this prayer thing. Okay. Because you went in with the wrong intentions, the wrong motive, the wrong thought. You you went in wrong. 
you went in wrong your heart wasn't postured right your 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 spirit wasn't right it's not for your benefit prayer is not for your benefit prayer ladies and gentlemen is a form of worship prayer is not for our benefit it's for god's glory it is for his benefit it's for him to receive all that he is to receive okay that i mean hey yo look that's that's what it is um now i did title this muted prayers go unanswered because some of us when we actually do um build an altar when we actually do um find a prayer room to go to when we actually do find that find that find that room that room that closed off space that we dedicate to god that we set apart we anoint bless pray over and we say this is god's place this is this is where i'm going to come in and pray to god and worship with god this this is where i'm gonna do it um after that we then begin to have a hard time praying to him we we would have a hard time opening our mouths opening our hearts and our minds to receive god and to welcome his presence everything is set up it just hasn't been laid out so you set up the room but you didn't lay you 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 didn't lay down your heart you set up the room but you didn't lay lay that you didn't lay down your spirit you set up the room but you didn't lay down your mind you, you didn't open yourself up to receive his presence or his glory and uh that can be a bit of a barrier for some of us i know um once again i've been through this i'm not a know-it-all i i can only share with you what i've been through that's all i can do i can only share with you what i've been through and then help you to get through the hurdles and so when you build this altar and when and when you create this prayer room or this war room of some sort, then you have to face the challenge of, OK, you get on your knees, you close your eyes. And then when you try to pray, bam, you're just like, I don't know what to say. Or you're afraid to say something because maybe you think if you're too real, if you're too honest, then God's not, God's going to shut you off. Because, okay, if I, if I admit too much of what all I stole from Macy's or if I admit what all I did behind my wife back, then he going to shut me off. He ain't going to want to hear me. He going he gonna to label me an abomination and call it a day. And that's going to be it wrong 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 that is a lie the devil is a liar and so is your flesh (laughs) so is your flesh come on now um i want to tell each and every one of you and then you know what i didn't hit on this point maybe even some of you may even um it may be hard for you to pray if the enemy is in your ear and if the enemy is toying with you and bringing back things you know what i'm saying of the past you know and so it may be a blockage or a barrier with that but let me tell you something that may push you forward let me tell you something prayerlessness is a sin i'm gonna say it again prayerlessness it is a sin ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna quote something by this guy his name is john john bunyan he said that prayer will make a man cease from sin hallelujah and sin will entice a man to cease from prayer let me say it again 
This is a famous quote from John Bunyan. He said, prayer will make a man cease from sin and sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. Entice means to tempt. And the only person that can tempt you is the enemy. And when he begins to tempt you with certain things, then yes, a man, it, it will cause a man to cease from prayer. Being tempted, having those flashbacks, being distracted by certain things that pop up within your mind will cause you, will, will make you want to stop praying. Because some of us think, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I don't want God to see that. I don't want God to see that. I don't want God to know that. And it will literally cause you to not go back. But let me tell you something. God already know. God knows your dirt, your filth, your nastiness. He knows. He done seen that. He done seen them stains in your drawers, boo-boo. He done seen you uh, turn your drawers inside out and word like the second or third time. He done seen it. He's seen it. He just needs you to confess it. Come before him. He wants to know. Although he already knows it, he wants you to share it with him. God is not going to force you to do anything. The Holy Spirit is not going to force you to do anything because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. So they're not going to force you to do anything. So as long as you keep hiding that and storing away certain things you don't want God to know, they're not going to force it out of you. They're not going to pull it out of you. They're not going to be like, God ain't going to be like, hey, if you don't tell me that, then don't pray to me no more. They ain't the kind of God that we serve. He'll allow you to tell. He'll allow you to share what it is you want to share. But soon enough, it's going to come to a point to where he's also going to place within you a desire to wear you enjoy the relationship so so much that you're going to want more. You're going to seek for deeper. You're going to reach for higher. And so you're going to say, you know what? If I can share this kind of stuff with God, then I know I can, I can share this with God. And you very well can. You very well can. There is no answered prayer until you submit it to God. There is no answered prayers until you submit it to God. And, the, and, 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 and the biblical support that I have is James 4, 6 through 7, where it says, uh, submit, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. A lot of people skip the first part, submit to God. They go straight to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah, but the first step is therefore submitting to God submitting to God and you may ask me okay when I go into prayer what am I supposed to submit to God okay I'll tell you first you want to submit your mind submit your mind to God let God know God I am submitting all that is within my mind over my mind in and above my mind I am giving it to you I give my my mind in totality to you so submit your mind to God then after you do that submit submit your heart Submit your heart. God, I give you my heart, Lord God. This is yours to have. Whatever is in here, Lord. Even even the hidden secrets that, I, that are locked away from me, Father God. Open it up, Lord God, so that you can have your way with me. Open your heart in the name of Jesus. Um, open your spirit. Submit your spirit, Lord. Open. Yes, submit your spirit. So submit your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Submit your spirit. Because let me tell you something. Uh, your flesh and your spirit is always going to be at war with one another. So you can either submit to your flesh or you can submit to the spirit of God, which is life and peace. 
life and peace. So submit your spirit to God and he will do and work all things for you. Okay. Um, yeah, submit that after you've done that, begin to submit your troubles, submit your troubles, submit your past, submit people that may, that you may be entangled with so that you can be truly helped. His hand can truly come over you and help you and pull you up from out of, from, from out of that, from out of that quicksand that you're in. You can do that, ladies and gentlemen. And and that's what prayer does. That's what prayer does. You have to be willing to submit everything to God in prayer. When you go in his presence, when you're entering in his glory, submit it all. So that there is nothing left for the enemy to take. Submit it all so that there is nothing left for the enemy to take. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, I, I, I just want to help y'all out a little bit more because man, I really want y'all to start opening y'all mouths. I do not want y'all prayers to go unanswered because you didn't open your mouth or maybe, you know what? Let me be literal. Let me be literal. Let me be literal because some of y'all are opening y'all mouths, but nothing's coming out. So I actually want you to, when you open your mouth, I want words to flow from out of your heart up to the heavens of God. That's where I want. That's what I want to happen for each and every one of you, because prayer is warfare. When you, when you pray, you must stand and enter the warfare with the devil. Because he knows that that is your most sacred place. That is a place where you go before God to lay everything down. And that's it. So and so that's where he, he's going to try and come and interrupt you. He's going to try and come and, and, and throw darts at you. Any little thing he can so that you can become sidetracked. Or so that you can be like, you know what? I'll just pray later. And later never comes. I'll pray tomorrow and tomorrow never comes. Don't let the devil sideswipe you like that. Don't let the devil do that to you. We ain't here to play them games. Let's not do that. Let's not do that because we know that in 1 John 4, 4, it says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you telling me you're going to let a chump, you're going to let a little chump distract you or deter you from praying to God when you have a big, mighty, strong, powerful, resurrected Jesus power living up in you rising up up in you and you gonna let a chump like him silence you or you for real or you for real because i don't think it said that he that is in the world is greater than he that is in you no it said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world we're not gonna play them games we're not and so i just really want to ask you when is the last time you opened your mouth and words came out for, to, to pray to God. When's the last time you spent the night in prayer? You spent the night in prayer. When's the last time you set your alarm on 10 o'clock at night and prayed till like 3 o'clock in the morning? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you missed a meal to pray? When's the last time you fasted and prayed? When? 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 
because we have been silent for too long. Most of us, when we go into the place of God and we enter into the place of God, we are, we, we instantly become silent. We instantly become silent and we, there's no words. There's nothing because we are allowing the enemy to, to, to silence us and to distract us and to sideswipe us. No. What did Dora say? Swiper. No swiping. Yeah. Okay. We live for God. We serve God. We are servants of God. We are friends of God. We are co-heirs of Jesus Christ. So what's wrong with that picture? The devil is a fallen angel. The devil has nothing but tricks and schemes. The devil comes to steal, kill. What is wrong with this picture? Everything. Everything. Isaiah 42, 14 says, For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. Woo! I have been quiet and held myself back. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. A lot of us are holding ourselves back from enjoying the presence of God. A lot of us are holding ourselves back from communing with God and hearing from him and hearing what he wants to do in our lives. A lot of us are holding ourselves back from speaking to God and truly talking to him and giving him our troubles and the concerns of our hearts. We've been silent. We don't utter a single word before God. We just, we are silent. We don't say nothing. And, and, and most of us have been that way for a year, two years, three months, six months, 10 years. Most of us don't even go into our prayer closet anymore. Most of us don't even open up our Bible no more because we have been, we have been tricked and schemed by the enemy to think that God don't, don't want to hear from us because of all the bad that we done did. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you, if you allow the devil to trick you like that, then okay, that's on you. But let me tell you something else. If he say that, then come back with, okay, when I, when I was dusty and filthy and nasty, I ain't had nothing but rags, God still bought me. He still redeemed me. He still restored me. He still delivered me. He still healed me. Even when I was nothing, even when, even when I wasn't known, I wasn't recognized. He still, he still. So if the devil steals, let him know that God steals. S-T-I-L-L-S. God steals. So devil, you can steal in all you want to, but God steals. Let me let, let me tell you that. Come on now. We can't be silent. Open your mouth. We cannot be silent. Open your mouth. Open it. Open it. Open it. Open it. Open it. Man, woo, Jesus. It says, uh, it also says in Isaiah how he was oppressed and, 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 and how he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Woo, this is AMP version. Um, to complain or defend himself like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before her shears, so he did not open his mouth. I know this is talking about Jesus Christ, but I want it to, I want, I want, 
this to I I took this scripture because I felt like this was perfect for prayerlessness those of us that have not went into the presence of God those of us that have gone into the presence of God but we allowed ourselves to be drowned by the enemy he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he did not open his mouth to complain or defend himself you're going to you better open your mouth. You better open your mouth and you better defend yourself with the word of God. You better do it. And if you don't know the word of God, you better open up that Bible, find something that pertains to whatever the enemy talking to you about. And you better find something opposite. Give him back the truth. Talk to yourself. Even when yourself is holding yourself back, do not allow. Don't don't be oppressed. Don't be afflicted by the enemy. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and defend yourself. Do not be silent. Do not be silent. Don't. Colossians 4.2. Colossians 4.2 says, be persistent and keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. Be persistent and keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. Do you know what alert means in Hebrews? Excuse me. It means to be watchful. It means to be watchful and to be vigilant. Now, why do you have to be watchful and vigilant when you praying to God? I tell you why. Because the very moment you you go into his presence, the very moment you enter into that sacred place, the devil goes with you. The devil goes with you. And he he tries to throw little things at you. And so you have to remain watchful of, 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 of the things that are going on while you are in the presence of God. Because I'm going to tell you, not everything is of God. Especially if it's stuff like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you cut that girl in the face? Do you remember when you sped up and did a did a 85 and a 60? Do you remember when you cheated on your husband with that man next door? Yeah, you have to be watchful and, and alert with what takes hold of your mind, your heart and your spirit. You have to do not be mute. Do you even know what mute means? Mute means to be lacking the power to speak or produce speech. To be lacking the power to speak or produce speech. And many of us, we have allowed the enemy to pull at our power that that God has given us. To pull at our power. And to cover our mouths, to cover our mouths so that we don't say nothing. Do you know there are words on your lips that God has placed for you to open your mouth and speak before before him? But because you have allowed the enemy to, to, to draw you in with lies and deceit, you ain't said nothing. How dare you? How dare you? Don't you dare allow the enemy to do that to you. Don't you dare. 
The enemy throws darts. He will throw, he will throw your past on you of pornography. He will throw in infidelity in, in, in front of you. He will throw how you got exposed, how you got expelled from school, but don't nobody know that. He will ex- he will try to expose as much stuff as he can, as much dirt as he can to keep your mouth closed because he knows that once you open your mouth, that generational curses will be broken, that the spirit of rebellion will be broken, that blesses, that blessings will be commanded over your family that that the manifestations of your desires and dreams in the name of jesus will come into fruition he knows in the name of jesus that he has no power and so as long as he pull your power with the lies and the deceit and the schemes he has the power because he's taking and pulling yours and covering your mouth by reminding you of your past and your dirt But God already knows your past. He already knows your dirt. He already knows your strongholds and your hangups. He already knows it. And so all you got to do is say, okay, yes, I did that. I cheated on my wife. I I hit that girl in the face. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. But God still loves me in the name of Jesus. And this is why I come in. I come into his presence because he accepts me in spite of me. He loves me and he's faithful to me, although I'm jacked up and messed up and wrong. He loves me. Although I lie from time to time, he's still faithful to me and wake me up. He still makes sure I have a meal on my table. Although I don't give him tithes and offering. Yeah, he still, he still does that for me. You got to stop allowing the enemy to pull your power and take away the time that you, that you are supposed to have with the Lord, your God, with the Lord, your God. Because then when you start to pay attention to the enemy, then it becomes all about the enemy. Then, then you have no longer submitted your mind, heart, your mind, heart and spirit to God. You submitted your mind, heart and spirit to the enemy and his lies. That's what you've done. So that's what I want to let each and every one of you know today. It is going to be fine. Do not get caught up in the prayerlessness. Don't go mute because mute prayers go unanswered. If you don't say nothing, how God, how can God answer it? If you don't speak, if you don't say it, how can God help you with it? How can he bring you through? How can he talk to you and say, my child, it's going to be all right. It's not the end. Though you go, though you go through rivers of difficulty, I will be with you. Though you go through the fires, you will not, you will not smell like the smoke. How can he tell you that if you don't open up your mouth, if you don't open up your mind, if you do not let him in your heart, if you don't allow him to, to, if you don't give him authority to your spirit, how can he do it? He can't because you're mute. Stop being mute. Cut it out. It's over. It's over for the enemy. Don't give him no more game time. Don't give him no more air time. Don't give it to him no more. Mute him out. It's time for you to speak. It's time for you to talk up. It's time for you to rise up and give God the praise that is due. Allow him to show you who you are in spite of who you are. Allow him to come in and bless you and heal you, restore you, revive you, refresh you. All of you. All of you. Stop giving him parts of you because he wants all of you. You will never be whole if you give God only a third. 
You will never be complete if you only give God one part of you. You will never be complete and done and finished. You will never be because there will always be something else. There will always be something that you're yearning or desiring for. There will always be. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Give him all. Don't don't give him a piece. Give yourself a piece and allow the devil to take a piece. Don't do it. We ain't doing that. Muted prayers go unanswered. So we ain't doing that. Let's let's know. It's time. Open up your books. Open up your mouth. Go. I dare you in the name of Jesus. I command you right now in the name of Jesus. That when you open your mouth, words will flow in the name of Jesus. That when you open your mouth, your burdens and your troubles and your hurts and your pain will flow through in the name of Jesus. Not just in your mind, but when you go into the presence of God, when you go into the glory, that his presence and his power and his love will just compel you to cry out to him. Give your cry heart to him give it all to him because he wants it he wants it now he wants it all give it all to him so that he he can heal you he can revive you he can strengthen you that he can he can tear down that faulty foundation that you created that the enemy created your friends your whatever created and build and build something better and greater that won't fall no matter what storm comes in the way it won't break the foundation won't break because god built it give it to him ladies and gentlemen muted prayers go unanswered but today in the name of jesus i command every single listener right here that is on this right now today that when you open your mouth things will start to flow in the name of Jesus that you just begin to open your mouth right now that you don't even make a schedule you just open your mouth and command open your mouth and speak the words that God has already placed on your lips let him in let him in (sighs) that's about it we ending it Whoo. Those of you that have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I am welcoming you right now, this morning, this evening, whatever, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It says in John 10, 9, that if you openly declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. And so if you want Jesus in your life, if you want a relationship with God, if you want things to change, if you getting tired of doing it your way, Then right now, open up your mouth. If you can't say nothing else, open up your mouth and say that I believe Jesus is Lord and he died from the dead. Open your mouth right now and command it and say it. Jesus is Lord and I believe he was raised from the dead. And right now you will be saved. You will be saved. And right now you have a relationship with God. You are a co-heir with Jesus Christ begin today don't wait tomorrow tomorrow's not promised tomorrow's not promised i love you i love each and every single one of you may you all be blessed and have a fruitful day have a fruitful day even those of you that are barren when you get up this morning and you open your mouth that god rain down fruit in your basket overflowing fruit in your basket in the name of jesus i pray this prayer amen i love you all and you know how this ends be strong be courageous be golden i love you